Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Manchester's Red podcast for the Manchester News and a breakout podcast today because there's only one story surrounding Manchester United and that is the news that Jose Mourinho has left the club following the defeat against Liverpool at the weekend. A press release was released by Manchester United this morning on Tuesday in which it's read Manchester United announces that manager Jose Mourinho has left the club with immediate effect. The club would like to thank Jose for his work during his time at Manchester United and wish him success in the future. A new caretaker manager will be appointed until the end of the current season while the club conducts a thorough recruitment process for a new full-time manager. And I am joined today by Kieran Kelly. And Kieran, a real shock piece of news this morning. Nobody was quite expecting Jose Mourinho to go despite the recent run of form. Yeah, yeah, you've hit the nail on the head there. I mean, um, you look at it on paper and obviously United are 11 points off the top four, 19 off top spot and uh, it, it's not a great picture, but the Glazers have a precedent with um, when it comes to dismissing managers and that's been that it's only when the top four has mathematically been impossible that they get rid of someone. So that was what happened with David Moyes and Louis van Gaal. So with that logic and given how Mourinho was given a new contract um, in January, you kind of felt he would at least have the festive period to um, to prove he could turn it around. But I mean, we've been saying that now for, for how many weeks, how many false dawns we've had where United will have one, you know, impressive result, you know, beating Juventus away or you know, the the manner of the performance against Fulham, but then they'll immediately go two steps back. And, uh, you know, it's been telling uh, in two ways when you look at how they've played against their immediate rivals, so how they played against Liverpool, um, Man City, how they hung on and, and almost seemed to be hanging on from the first minute. But equally, when they've been playing against teams they're expected to beat, the mentality has been completely wrong. Um, and that's been the case throughout Mourinho, the Mourinho era really um, there have been so many games United have been expected to win the players have just turned up the attitude's been so wrong and that problem has, has never really fixed itself so when you factor in that um, with results uh, the fact that there's no real style of play that they're still leaking goals um, and just the feel around the club there there's so many divisions within that club right now top to bottom and this was the big one. This is the one um, the club chiefs felt that was in their hands and that they could do something about. So the the emphasis now is bringing back a, a feel-good factor to Old Trafford in a season where really you're only looking at the FA Cup and you know a, a very tough Champions League game against PSG on the horizon. Um, it's going to be so, so difficult already um, with only I think 17 or 18 league games played to get back into the top four contention it's going to take a, a remarkable run and you know it, it's up to whoever comes in really just to pick those players up because um, you know that, that dressing room has, has been battered really I mean team spirit uh, between the players is good but it, you know the feeling around the club um, it, it's not been good for a while now yeah, he said there's sort of been that divide and ironically United haven't been united really in the dressing room or whatever. I mean, the reports this morning suggest it wasn't just results which have contributed to the, the factor of Mourinho being sacked. But, but for you, where did it go wrong with Mourinho? Is there a specific sort of yeah. um, or I think Or is it just a collection of everything sort of piling up and taking yeah. its toll? Yeah, it, it's been a bit of everything. For me, nothing's quite been right since that Sevilla game in March. I know that's going really far back, but it's easy to forget in January when Alexis Sanchez had come in, there weren't eyebrows raised at Mourinho getting an extension. It was kind of seen as, oh, you know, maybe there's a bit of stability at United for once. Maybe Mourinho will finally prove, you know, he's not a, 
uh, a three-year cycle kind of a manager that he can go on and at least manage them into four or five years and maybe you know they can can build on that second place finish um, but you know since that Sevilla game I, I, things just haven't gone to plan and it's kind of snowballs so from there you know you had um, him kind of turning onto his past glory so after the Sevilla game he had the heritage rant how you know um, Porto dumped United out at this stage it's nothing new so he's already kind of defending himself rather than the club and Mourinho made a point with Pogba of saying no one's bigger than the club but ironically time and time again he's referring to past glories and kind of almost reminding the world you know it's a bit like a greatest hits tour and it should be about current things and you look at his current record and you think okay the first season I think it was a step forward second season obviously they finished second but they lost that cup final and from then on in you know he had that really turbulent summer where um, Reno did spend money he got three players but he wanted five he wanted a quality centre half and a forward but it's easy to forget he had so much money to spend um, you know compared to Pochettino compared to Emery compared to Sarri who've made such great impacts without spending you know more than 370 million for me, Mourinho never had a leg to stand on when he complained about backing because I think there's there's a lot of talent still in that United squad and there are a lot of players who can be doing so much better. And when you see Pogba making only, I think, one start in the last five games, unused subbed in the last two league games, you knew something was was really going wrong then. And when he Mourinho's not getting results with that approach, um, you can see why the club, the club had to act. Um, but it is just unprecedented, isn't it? Because... We're, uh, you know, United fans are very patient and the club, you know, with Van Hal and Moyes, there are probably times during their reigns where they, they should have acted and they didn't and they, they let it run its course till the end of the season. Whereas I think they, they just felt enough was enough. And you're looking at that festive fixture, fixtures coming up and you're kind of thinking to yourself, a Mourinho team wasn't going to get maximum points from games against Cardiff, Huddersfield, Bournemouth and Newcastle. I, I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Now with the change, the hope would be that United could get, you know, 10 points out of 12, maybe out of those four games. And who knows what the picture looks like then. Um, but it's just been so many things since, for me, that's a VA game that have built up and built up. And, um, you know, it's it, it it's reached the inevitable conclusion. You know, it's 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 ironic when you think back, um, you know, yesterday, um was the anniversary of Mourinho being sacked by Chelsea they were in 16th place at the time United are uh, you know not in a great position in 6th but you know it, it could have been even worse yeah exactly and uh, we know from the weekends off and the coverage I had Neville and Roy Keane on the uh, Super Sunday game against Liverpool and they were saying that it hasn't sort of been right since the start of pre-season either mm-hmm. I guess you take it in further back to Seville which I think is a very fair point to do so um, but they said maybe that the whole club needs to be reset this is an issue that lots of supporters are saying isn't just Mourinho yes he's mm-hmm. a contributing factor and he's always going to be sort of the face of the club and when results don't go his way he's the target man um, for some sort of criticism but um, why do you think he hasn't had the same um time as Moyes and Van Hal. As you said, they were only sacked when it's mathematically impossible to get yes. the top four. Um, and maybe, as you said, they should have been sacked earlier anyway, so it maybe isn't just the best formula to follow and say, they got that time, we should follow suit, because you've got to learn from your past mistakes. Yeah. But, um, why do you think Mourinho hasn't had the same time that his two predecessors did get? I think the, the environment's obviously just more toxic, isn't it? Um, when you think of Van Hal, he... he he was kind of saved in a way by that injury crisis he had because he, he brought all the kids up from the academy like Ferreira, Rashford, 
um, you know, McNair, yeah, Love, Blackett, Blackett. Weir, there's a lot um, of them. That brought an immediate feel-good factor to the to to Everton, and obviously they had brilliant results, you know, with those kids. So you know, the the Michelin comeback, the Arsenal win, um, there was just kind of a, a connection there with that the fans at least had that as a saving grace, and of course they went on to the to win the FA Cup and. I think with Mourinho, you're you're just looking on the horizon, and and United have failed to win uh, three league games in a row this season. Um, you look at their conceded more goals already than the whole of the last season. There's no obvious solution. Mourinho's been scratching around with different formulas, different team selections. It just didn't look like it was going to improve enough for them to to have any chance of at least having a couple more uh, saving graces this season. You know, you didn't look at that team and think they were going to get past the fifth round of the FA Cup. You didn't look at that team and think they were going to avoid uh, a big defeat against PSG. Let's be honest. Um, but as you touched on, I, I don't think Mourinho is the only one to blame. I think um, the, there are a number of players who um, I don't think ever set out to to play badly by any means, but could just you know, given the money they're on, could be doing so much better uh, when they cross that white line. Uh, I look at the, the the club hierarchy and some of the decisions they've made. As I as I said, I I do believe Mourinho's been backed, but I think rightly or wrongly, he would have expected more backing after being given a new deal. It just didn't make sense if you're going to give a manager a new contract then to. To tighten the purse strings when when Liverpool and City are obviously going to keep pushing on. Um, I think that second place finish was the chance to to push on. But equally, I've always maintained if you put Virgil Van Dijk in that United team, I don't think they'd uh, it'd be a magic wand solution. I, I think the problems are so deep rooted now that um, it just goes beyond uh, who Mourinho would have signed. Uh, it got to that stage, and you know. I, I, I think it's important to emphasise while he was very uh, negative in public and pre-season behind the scenes, he was encouraging those young players. He was, uh, you know, integrating those new coaches who were, who were seen as positive influences. But uh, it's it's just gotten to the stage now where, you know, it, it's been a snowball of results. Every time you think United might have turned a corner, uh, they're, they're sent back again. So... I, I couldn't see him turning it around and it was really just a case of the club deciding whether give him the season where and it could have got a whole lot worse there could have been even more fallouts or they you know said we'll, we'll call it quits here and, and at least try and salvage some pride and um, restore some good feelings so that the eventual successor then comes into a dressing room that is not so uh, worn down um, as the one the interim manager will encounter uh, when he comes in this week, yeah, you mentioned that magic one solution. By no means, uh, sort of United supporters on social media, they've been sort of divided. There's a lot of fans who are maybe relieved that he's gone because it sort of epitomizes the, the way they've played this season. Yeah. But others who are worried because, as you've said, the top targets won't be available immediately. There will be a caretaker, and we'll come on to that in the next coming days. But what what is the immediate? Um, sort of reaction for United now we've heard rumours that maybe they want to get someone like a director of football in charge yeah. there were some rumours that Mourinho wasn't happy with working with that you talk about January deals um, you said Mourinho wasn't backed in the in the summer he's let down by the board especially after signing his new contract he wanted to sign new players in January now that he's gone how does that affect it you've got an interim manager coming in there's a lot of questions still to ask but what is next for United who 
to, to get things right who is in charge now the players are trained today who's running the training sessions yeah so it's it's um, Michael Carrick and Kieran McKenna in charge for the next two days and the hope is to have um, the interim the uh, their interim interim but the actual interim manager in for um, ahead of the, the trip to Cardiff on Saturday so I suppose the ideal would be to have him in for train on Thursday and Friday and meet the press on Friday and then um, you know take the team down to Cardiff so I think they they would have obviously had someone in mind to have made the decision when they did uh, I don't think they've literally just gotten rid of Mourinho and thought oh god what the hell are we going to do so uh, he will have been sounded out um, and I think they're using this time to think it's not just the manager uh, Woodward for a long time has been revamping behind the scenes so you've seen a ridiculous amount of scouts you know United have more than 50 scouts scout network in Europe Asia South America has trebled in size since Woodward took over that's going to take time to bear fruit you know to find guys like your Azpilicuetas and your Coutinho's before they become household names a big thing for Woodward has been um, as part of that revamp was eventually to bring in a director of football and, and that's obviously a historic move United have never had one in their long leisure in history but for too long, I think they've over-relied on, on the model that works so well with Gillen Ferguson, that kind of manager, uh, executive vice chairman model. Uh, Woodward, ironically, contrary to what a lot of people think, recognises he's not a transfer guru. Um, you know, he he the decisions he made with regard to the players Mourinho wanted last summer were very much that for too long, the club has bought players who are 28 plus. They need to move towards a transfer strategy where they're buying guys who play the United way and guys who are under 25 I know that may seem rich given some of the deals they've done in the past with you know your Falcao's and and everything else but I think there's a lot to to be said for that approach and I think if if the key is getting the right director football in who and the right head coach in because um, there are a lot of good head coaches out there who uh, will work in that setup and who will relish just having time on the training ground to actually drill the players because that was a galling, a galling thing for me about Mourinho. Um, often he would say, you know, we, we, we've had a really good week on the training field, worked on tactics and, and coaching and then come the match situation, it just wouldn't translate and you're just wondering were, were the coaching methods he was using as effective as they had been previously and I think the the players need someone who who's going to come in with a real vision and a real modern methods because uh, United shouldn't be playing with you know overly physical imposing players against Liverpool. You're looking at the other top six how they're using mobile players playing pressing game. That's what United fans want to see, and I think that's going to be a key thing uh, the board will want from a new manager is someone who can bring a style of play, who can integrate youngsters. Um, and who can represent the club uh, in a positive way in front of the press uh, Mourinho never never disguised when he was disappointed or angry and for me all roads point to Maurizio Pochettino he just seems to tick every single box um, for what United need the the difficulty obviously is I think he he's a very honourable guy and he's done you just contrast he didn't have one sign in the summer and I, I don't think you ever heard him throw his toys out of the pram. He never talked up those links to Real Madrid. Signed a new long-term deal with Spurs. They're obviously a very exciting time for them uh, moving into a new stadium and you'd have to say they're on track for the top four unlike United. So they're going to really have to sell a vision to him that 
We're going to have a director of football who's going to be really good for you. We're going to have going to back you in the summer uh, in a way Spurs won't be able to. And it's going to be a stable environment and we're going to just let you get on with it with regards to bringing your own coaching staff in and everything else. So that's United's kind of um, job now in the next six, seven months is somehow convince someone like Mauricio Pochettino that, you know, your career will be furthered if you come here. Yeah, and of course you said that um, at the end of the day, regardless of United's league position, they are still the biggest team in England. There still is, there's very few managers who are ever going to be in a position to turn down the yeah. offer going to Old Trafford. It's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. I guess finally, Kieran, you mentioned the interim manager who will be coming in within, we expect maybe the next 48 hours, so we might get some sort of announcement on that. Is there, you, you mentioned before that when it comes to the summer, they're going to want someone who not only represents the club well, gets results, but maybe changes the style of play and gets yeah. the best out of some of the bigger names of the club, the likes of Paul Pogba, Anthony Marshall, players who haven't really flourished too much under Jose Mourinho, but mm. do have the quality. Yeah. But the interim manager, do you expect it to be someone who I mean, we've heard the line saying that it's going to be someone who's steeped in the history of Manchester United, maybe involved in, in some aspect, whether it's the manager or if they bring someone else in yeah. who's, who's got that links. But um, when they bring the interim manager in, do you think it's going to be someone who will change the philosophy or just someone who can steady the ship until the summer? Because the ask of getting the top four, yeah. if they were to accomplish that, would maybe sort of qualify them for the, the permanent job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kind of a almost a Di Matteo situation, isn't it, when he won the Champions League? I think... Um, the, the priority would be to, to steady the ship and, and, you know, heal that dressing room. Um, I think putting smiles on the players' faces again, it, it sounds so simple, but that is the key. Um, you know, they, they want someone to come in who uh, can steady the ship. So, you know, like I said, United are leaking goals like crazy. You know, the, the only you can count on one hand how many clean sheets they've kept in the league. At the same time, the attacking players aren't playing to their full potential. So it's someone who can come in. I think first it's small steps. I think Saturday will obviously be to put in a positive performance. You would think to win that game, to get a lift off that and then to try and go on a run and and step by step move along. Because I think to expect a manager to come in for only four or five months and to radically change um, how things are done and how the team plays... it's not fair on who comes in. I think they're very much just going to be tasked with ensuring United qualify for Europe, uh, put in respectable performances and and start to play uh, for that badge because I think there have been so many awful performances this season that you forget it's Man United, don't you? You know, Brighton away, West Ham away. um, You know, you could go on and I think the way it was going with Mourinho there were going to be more of those performances. Um, every time you thought you reached an adhere in terms of performances, performances, another one came along. So I think the, uh, the the key thing with the new manager is that he comes in, stays ship, gets those players with smiles on their face again and kind of gets the fans reconnected with the team because that's so important now because effectively this season is a write-off. It's going to take some swing for them to get back into the top four. Um, but it's, it's about leaving a much healthier environment for the permanent successor to come in and, and that's going to be the key. Yeah, exactly. And as we've said in recent weeks, it is like a broken record. But United have been bold. They've made the decision. We will see how the next few days do pan out from all that, Kieran. I know you are super busy today. <laughs> I'm not jealous. I'm at home today enjoying a day off while I was doing. Getting away before the big news. Kieran, thank you for joining Cheers. us on the Manchester's Red podcast. Make sure to stick with us at the MEN. We have live blogs throughout the night as well probably today and we will be bringing you all the latest news as it all develops not only 
ahead of the game against Cardiff, but who might be in line come next summer as well. There's a lot of news coming out of Manchester United. We'll be the first to bring it to you. Please make sure to subscribe to us on the Manchester Red podcast and please do leave us a review on your relevant podcast platform.